0: Uh, I've been at snow games and they were fantastic. The atmosphere is great. You're, it, it, it brings together everyone in the stadium because normally you're all cheering for the same team. You don't really have conversations left and right depending on the stadium you're at. When it's a snow game, everyone is into it with each other. They're hugging each other, keeping each other warm. It's a it's a blast. Because uh, rain in the shit though together. can't do rain.
1: Can't do oh, rain. Oh, I would love to go to football and just hug strangers all game, and that'd be awesome. That Sounds neat, especially now with COVID, right? That yeah. something that my personality. Yeah. Let me hug you, stranger. <laughs> That's great. Let me rub cheeks on your cheeks to keep each other warm. Wow. Oh,
0: Neat. Who you on? Always on black bass in the pocket hole, squawk the Send the bookie, tell them bring it from the bag. No we coming for the bag.
2: Go see to the G West Coast gang.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you Money And we all have something to celebrate this week, boys. Each of us individually have something to celebrate. You can see Dangles is wearing his uh, 87 Gronk jersey. His Patriots Woo! are alone as the one seed in the AFC after a miserable Monday Night Football game that nobody should have watched. <laughs> Schaefer the Sharp, his college team, Michigan Wolverines, is in the college football playoff and will likely have to beat two SEC powerhouses to lift a trophy. But, hey, anything is possible this year with Michigan. With Michigan. And myself, I am very excited because, yes, the Packers had a bye, but maybe that's what I needed to start winning some bets because I went 6-1 and one on the weekend and 5-0 and in oh, and King of the Coast. The second ever 10-point weekend on this show, Dangles and myself, Schaefer the Sharp falling a little bit behind, but first let's go to Dangles. It's time to celebrate, my man. New England has hit their win total over eight and a half. They're in control in the driver's seat for the playoffs. They are the better coach team than that Buffalo Bill team. How are you feeling about your boys in New England?
2: You know, I said this in our text thread. I think this may have been like right up there with, you know, this could be Bill Belichick's magnum opus. He spent the entire game running the football. Buffalo knew exactly what he was going to do on each and every single play, except for three. That they went out there. Mac Jones attempted three passes. Three passes. Completed completed two of them for nineteen yards. And they still won in a crazy windy game. I absolutely, I absolutely love it. It's it's just there were a couple a couple of questionable calls there uh, uh, with a with a roughing the passer out of bounds. But look, I knew going into this game this was going to be a challenge with the wind for Buffalo. They don't have a run game to speak of. And you made a great no. point in our text thread, Tony. How is Buffalo a bad team in the weather considering where they played? It makes zero sense to me. Uh, but they were not the better team tonight. They they did not come out and, and look particularly put together. Josh Allen's arm strong enough to not affect the wind, but in the end, that Patriots defense was just able to bend don't break just enough to hang on to that four point lead and hey shout outs to Duncan my buddy my <laughs> pup he going 2-0 and oh on his Monday night Duncan Deuce hitting both the Patriots money line and the Buffalo Bills team under 20 and a half points of boy. No, great week. I'm super excited for, for where this uh, leads us. We head into a bye next weekend, the latest bye uh, in the history of the NFL, and then we come back to play Indy and Buffalo again the week after that. So not an easy stretch going forward. Yeah, you're not out of the woods yet. No, absolutely not, but this not only is, again, an in-division signature win for us this year, but it, as you said, Tony Squares, it puts us in the driver's seat of the AFC playoff picture, and I love me some of that.
0: I, I want to stay on Buffalo for a second because it amazes me that this The play calling that they had. Obviously, they can't run the ball, but they know that they can't run the ball. And when that weather came out, they came out onto the field, they understood that they're not going to be able to kick, not going to be able to punt, throwing's going to be off. It's wobbly, even with Josh Allen's arm strength. And how that offense didn't turn into the Taysom Hill offense that Sean Payton ran in the second half of their game. That was another awful game, but at least they tried something with the players that they had. QB draws and QB runs with Josh Allen would have made this game a hell of a lot more competitive in my eyes. Maybe they wanted to throw it away. They don't want to injure Josh Allen in a game that truly doesn't matter. Buffalo's likely making the playoffs even with this loss. But how do they not try to get Josh Allen to use his legs more? Whenever he did, whenever he escaped the pocket, he was near unstoppable. It was the biggest plays they had. Shay for the sharp. I know uh, you're dealing with a snowstorm in there and your internet was cutting oh, out yeah. left and right in that game, but... How do you see this Buffalo Bills team? Are you questioning the decisions that they made, or do you think you're throwing this game away?
1: It's tough with the elements, right? I mean, the, 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 it's it's almost it's un, almost unplayable with the win, And I was just happy that our Mac Jones rookie of the year campaign didn't get smeared. We just go <laughs> off 16 games, not 17 games. That's all. It's just his stats will be based off a 16 game season, like it normally was, because this game clearly is just a wash. <laughs> Two for three um, for 19. All years.
2: 19 yards that he threw for Josh Allen. And he I played like, every snap. Not, Josh Allen, by the yeah. way, believe it or not, attempted 30 passes, completed 15 of them. It didn't seem like he threw that often, but that was a lot of passes for Buffalo to throw in this game. I'm sorry,
1: Drew. No, it's all right. I, I like this Bills team. I still like this team. They obviously have started, uh, well, I actually say, obviously 12 games in the season. They're a little disappointing based on preseason expectations, but I look at a game like this, and, you know, if they score, if they score a touchdown on that last drive, it's a completely different conversation. Absolutely. And so Josh, Josh Allen let him down. And and I think not to say it was luck by any stretch that the Patriots stopped them there. But my point is they're knocking on the door. They miss a 33-yard field goal. I mean, come on. So I, I don't think the Bills take too much from this. It was a great win by the Patriots. I think the rematch in Foxborough will be a great game, and yeah. I think that's when I think that's when we'll see the Bills' true colors this year.
0: Yours truly will be at that rematch in Foxborough. Oh, I cannot nice. wait to so watch jealous. that game, Drew. You were talking about how uh, you would never, you would have to pay me money to go to the game in Buffalo oh, yeah. with the 35 <laughs> miles per hour wind, 20 degree right. weather. I, I thrive in those situations. I, that's no, no, football no. weather to me. I love watching games. I mean, if it's a Sunday and there's 17 games on the TV, I'd rather be at home. But if we're talking about the marquee game of the night and it's only that game, I'd much rather be there than be sitting at home.
1: Couldn't disagree with you more. And I'm just going to tell you, if I, I mean, to our friend Buffalo Brow is at this game. I'm sure he's very happy after that result. Very happy. Um, but but I, I'll tell you what. I, I went uh, to my now Big Ten champion. <laughs> Uh, Wolverines in 2019. I went to the Michigan Notre Dame game in a monsoon, and uh, it was actually at the time Harbaugh was one of his biggest wins. And to be honest, it was a great time with friends. We had we had a great group of guys and a great tailgate. I've never been so miserable in my life in a football stadium. I'm not an element guy. I I, I mean, put me in a box, uh, put me a bunch of cocktails, some hot food. I don't want to be outside with the wind, with the with the precipitation, with the with the, anything that comes in my face or on my, on my coat, I'm out. I'm out. No. Watching football is on your couch with a blanket or nice sunshine or in a press box. That's it.
0: Yeah. Daggles, have you ever been up to a cold-weather game living in California and Florida for the past 10, 15 uh, you years know, of your life?
2: I don't think I had because growing up, you know, I grew up in a I grew up in a baseball house, um, and so you know when we bought tickets to go see a professional sporting event in Boston, it was typically the Red Sox, and obviously that's not happening during the super super cold weather. Um, I've spent plenty of time in hockey rinks that were not well heated at all for spectators and freezing that way, but I can't say quite in the uh, in the elements there the same way that that you because you Tony were you not at the Tuck Rule game. In no, not the
0: tuck rule game. No, no, no. I was the- way too young for that. I was at the snowball game where you go back uh, and they're oh, throwing snow. Okay. Hey, and they're throwing snow up in the air yeah. back before Gary Glitter came out as a... Oh, we won't talk about Gary Glitter. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I've been at snow games and they were fantastic. The atmosphere is great. You're, it, it, it brings together everyone in the stadium. Because normally you're all cheering for the same team. You don't really have conversations left and right depending on the stadium you're at. When it's a snow game, everyone is into it with each other. They're hugging each other, keeping each other warm. It's a, it's a blast. Uh, all in rain, the shit though, together. can't do rain. Can't do oh, rain.
1: I would love to go to football and just hug strangers all game. and That would be awesome. That sounds neat. <laughs> Especially now with COVID, right? Yeah. sounds something right? that yeah. really <laughs> fit my personality. Yeah. Let me hug you, stranger. That's great. Let me rub cheeks on your cheeks to keep each other warm. Wow! Oh Neat. man, uh,
0: why are you so angry today, Shay, for the Sharp? Not only did your Michigan Wolverines lift their first ever Big Ten championship, but your Detroit Lions won a football game. What's
1: hey, why, why are you in a bad mood? No, I, I, it's it's just the Monday hangover after an unbelievable weekend. That's it. Or it might be that it's you know almost midnight and it's a snowstorm and uh, <laughs> you know uh, my son doesn't sleep. Maybe one of those variables. Which locker room do you think will be more
2: excited—the team <laughs> that eventually wins the Super Bowl or the Detroit Lions last Sunday, giving the game ball to Dan Campbell?
1: That was that you know, was awesome, man. That which was, was awesome. which
2: was awesome. Oh no, I'm not trying to knock uh, yeah. it. I thought that was great. I love no, that no. huge. You know no, what I mean? No. Like, um, yeah. you know, no, I think people I mean, listen, forget. Well, Jared Goff led his team to a Super Bowl. You know, he can. Show yeah. flashes of yeah. being good. He can complete I mean, passes. He can lead a drive down the field dangles. and
0: score that, at the end. As,
1: as, much, hey, a, as, as, much, as much as, as, as the a, the Lions, that is a a
0: big as, definition of the word lead.
1: I'm not. I'm not defending Lions him. Won. They won one game. As much as Lions won. The 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 Vikings, I think, are just as capable uh, for that Lions win. Uh, you, you have Tony Squares um, zone coverage on fourth and goal <laughs> from their own one at Hollywood High, yeah. apparently inside the ten. Um, <laughs> But, hey That
2: was a mystifying play call, yeah. I have to, I have uh, to say. <laughs>
1: I haven't been more excited about a football game uh, in a long, long time than Saturday night when the Michigan Wolverines uh, won the Big Ten Championship. That was a freaking riot. Um, of course, I cleaned up that game. Um, all the bets won. Uh, none of them won on Sunday, per usual. But, uh, very good weekend. But, yeah, today, uh, fighting the elements a little bit, boys, and...
0: Well, uh, uh, let's fight these elements because we did the playoff picture last week. We told you who was going to make the playoffs, who wasn't going to make the playoffs. I may have uh, put a hefty sum of money on those Miami Dolphins to make the playoffs. I found them to make the wild card at plus 1,200, amazingly. Um, But let's move forward to the teams that we think are definitely going to be there, those division leaders right now, because both of the conferences are very stacked up on top of each other. The NFC is a little bit more uh, uh, clear in that playoff picture. There's five teams in there that are pretty confident they're going to be in. Anything can happen in the AFC. Even the Patriots, if they start losing these games to Indy and Buffalo, could find themselves outside of the playoffs. That's how stacked up it is. But let's go to these division winners right now. I want to bring back an old game we play. It's time to marry, fuck, kill these division leaders and see how we're feeling on any Super Bowl odds, prognosticating the future with five games left to play for all of these teams. Dangles, I'm going to go to you first because they are your New England Patriots. New England right now alone at the one at the one seed at nine and four, leading the AFC East, game in hand against those Buffalo Bills. Tennessee Titans are eight and four, still the two seed thanks to what they did early in this year, but they're losing people left and right. Although Julio Jones is now practicing again for them. Don't know if that means anything with the way Julio's been playing, but hey, getting anybody back is a good thing. The Baltimore Ravens lost a shocker of a game to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're 8-4 leading their uh, division, but honestly, their division is more stacked up than any other. And then the Kansas City Chiefs, the much maligned Kansas City Chiefs on a five-game winning streak, 8-4 and four as well. As I said, all of those teams have four losses. So, Dangles pats titans ravens chiefs we're looking not for next week we're looking towards the future marry, fuck, kill those four teams.
2: I mean, I'm going full homer unapologetically here, marrying the Patriots, absolutely riding Bill Belichick into the playoffs. You can never go wrong doing that. And guys, I think the Patriots have proven over the course of this season that they can beat you a bunch of different ways. They can beat you on the ground. They can beat you through the air. They can beat you with their defense. They can beat you even when Mac Jones isn't playing his best. They got a lot of different ways that they can will themselves to a win, playing that, you know, more of sometimes a conservative offense and that Ben don't break deep defense, I think that's that is that's something that's set up for longevity. They're not being asked to go out there and put up 50 points a game, even though they can do that in certain situations. They just have to go out there and play their style of football, and I think they are going to continue to do that. I see them as the most complete team of those four that you gave me. I'm uh, having uh, consensual relations with the Kansas City Chiefs because, guys, Patrick Mahomes, A, and B, this defense is actually playing a lot better over mm. the last uh, a few weeks compared to at least where they were. They've allowed 9, 9, 14, 7, and 17 over the five-game win streak. That's pretty darn good uh, considering some of the— the totals they let up earlier in the season, 35-30. Uh, uh 29 so the defense is improving and again betting on you know the the, the offense is still there Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes so I'm gonna uh uh, uh uh have consensual relations with the Kansas City Chiefs and guys I'm killing the Baltimore Ravens because I think they're pretenders especially after that game on Sunday where I I mean I think Lamar looked as just about as erratic as a passer as I've ever seen him I think Ravens fans should be concerned honestly because the defense isn't good enough to win them games when Lamar Mar isn't at his best. His decision-making is good. You guys see that first quarter interception he threw to Minka Fitzpatrick on like third and six in the red zone? He had Hollywood Brown open on an underneath route, but all he could focus on was TJ Watt in his face. Now, TJ Watt's a big guy, but I've seen him make these throws before. This was this was a pretty easy throw, and one that separates good quarterbacks from great quarterbacks, and good passers from great passers. And Lamar made a bunch of those decisions uh, uh, yesterday in that game. So, I, I, I gotta say, I'm really not impressed. And obviously, the loss of Marlon Humphrey hurts big time as well they got players going down left and right on that Baltimore team they've they've been injury plagued all year I just I don't think they're built for the long term so marrying the Patriots uh, I am taking the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs home and I am killing the Baltimore Ravens
0: ever since Dangles became an awaiting father he refuses to say the word fuck and marry fuck kill but hey sorry Mrs. Crookston I'm still here (laughs) for you Mr. Crookston Drew Mary, yeah. fuck, kill that AFC conference for me.
1: I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna flip flop with Dangs here at the top. I, I, I like his choices, um, but, it, but, but you know, I've been so critical of the maligned Chiefs, and yeah. I am gonna actually marry them for this reason. They're winning games, and Mahomes isn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, like what? I, I'm officially just so confused about the team, and Mahomes literally has not done anything in this five game winning streak, with the exception of that one game he blew up. But they're still finding ways to win. So I mean, if that team's gets, if that team's winning five in a row, they've been to three straight AFC Championship games. You got to think now that they're in the driver's seat of the division, they'll at least have uh, home field for at least one game. I mean, they're not, I'm, as it stands right now, they're half game out of the number one overall seed. Yeah. So I have to marry the Chiefs. I'm absolutely gonna f u c k the pa- the Patriots. Um, we got Mac Jones futures. I got that Patriots win total at plus money. I got, got New England Patriots to win build. the AFC East at plus 400, yeah, yeah. baby. Give I, love that this reasoning. I
2: love that our reasoning for this is because we bet on them.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, hey, I mean, we, not to say we told you so. We told you so about New England. They obviously look great. Uh, they're going to be a tough, tough out. And uh, I'm with you, Daniels. I got to kill the Ravens. I mean, they've won so many close games this yeah. year. We, are, we already know about inferior yeah. We know about playoff Lamar. Like when's it like, they, I just think they're kind of a luck box, you know? So I can see that team kind of burning out in the first round of the playoffs. Um, Lamar's always going to, you know, he's always going to provide that threat of doing something great. Uh, their defense is solid. Their coaching's great. They're, they're, they're a veteran, a veteran team. But Dangle said, I mean, losing Humphrey is not, not a small task. No. And the fact that they're just literally winning, The luck factor has to run out of them, so I will kill the Ravens as
0: well. Uh, Drew, I wish I could make this interesting radio, but I'll keep it short because I agree exactly with you. And I will talk about the Titans for a second because if they can get healthy and if this Derrick Henry injury is that six- to eight-week injury and not a lingering one – That's a scary team to play because the defense has played better. Ryan Tannehill has played better. And they've been doing this without A.J. Brown being healthy, without Julio Jones at all, and without Derrick Henry at all. They're doing it with Donta Foreman and and Daryl Hilliard. That bye week was huge for them. They got people healthy. They actually got a bunch of people that had COVID, now coming back off the COVID list to have a full-strength team for this final run. And they play a couple of cupcakes down the road, so they should keep that South title and at least host one of these games. I would be a little bit scared to play Tennessee in a Buffalo-New England-type game we just saw on Monday Night Football. Tennessee would have wiped the floor with both of those teams at full health. I'm marrying the Kansas City Chiefs team, though, because I thought of this over the weekend when I was watching their game against Denver because I was an idiot. The only bet I lost was Denver plus nine and a half. And I realized that Kansas City right now, people compared Pat Mahomes to Tom Brady the whole entire time. Pat Mahomes is going to be the next Tom Brady. He's going to win X amount of Super Bowls. Yes, he's only won one, but you can see the future is bright in Kansas City with him there. And as Tom Brady, after he won a few Super Bowls, during the regular season, New England would falter here and there. They would lose a random game to Miami or whatever, and they'd lose to the New York Jets and the Mark Sanchez Times. And people would always go, oh, these aren't the same Patriots. These aren't the same. They were better before. But they were comparing the Patriots of that year to Patriots of past years, which was an impossible task. Same thing happened to the Chiefs this year. They're comparing the Kansas City Chiefs to the Chiefs of old. But if you compare the Kansas City Chiefs to the teams around them, because those are the teams they actually have to play, they're a better team on paper. And yeah, Mahomes is not playing the same way he used to. He has more interceptions than he's ever thrown before, but that defense is playing better than ever before. The Melvin Ingram addition was huge for the entirety of that defense. I think they're a better team all put together. They're calling better plays on the defensive side and if they can get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Damian Williams to run the ball or De- whatever D Williams they have hmm, on their team. <laughs> they have on their team this year. If they can get the running game going and make it easier for Patrick Mahomes, that's the last team I want to play in the playoffs. Marion Patrick Mahomes, I'm fucking the New England Patriots because they're the most complete team, especially on defense, although they have a few injuries now that we're questioning on that defensive side, but they're the most complete team, and I'm killing the Baltimore Ravens exactly. That Marlon Humphrey injury is huge. That's why John Harbaugh went for two at the end of the game there. He lost both his starting cornerbacks and didn't want to play Pittsburgh anymore. He scored 17 points in the fourth quarter to come back and win that game. Baltimore is a luck box, just like Drew said. Now... If you like Kansas City or you like New England, plus 300 for both of those teams to win the AFC. Not a great number, but Dangles, what do you think about plus 300 for either of those teams? You said New England, we said Kansas City. Is that a number that entices you to take a play on an AFC champion or stay away and let it play out?
2: Are you asking me to back my now-on-a-seven-game-win-streak favorite team uh, to win uh, the uh, AFC no, no, championship? No, no, no. Yeah, of course I, I, I'm going to do that. No, like,
0: I know, but I'm talking about give our listeners some props. Like, if they believe our case for one of those teams, do you think plus 300 is a good number to make that bet, or should you instead wait for the playoffs to come and play it game by game?
2: I'd place it. I, I, I'd place I'd place it on the Pats. I, I, I might place it on the Chiefs, too, honestly, coming down the stretch of the season, because now I think they have, you know, for the on the Chiefs' case— and, and I think in the Patriots' case too, they have identities now. Now they know what they are. They know what they can do. They know what they can't do. Uh, they know what their opponents can and can't do. They've they've, they've seen. We've seen. We have tape on them now. Um, so I, I mean, I'd be willing to put. I mean, I'm going to place my money. Put a gun to my head. I'm going to put my money on the Patriots at plus three hundred. Maybe maybe the sharp has a different idea, but I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't hate that number. And yeah, I'm absolutely jumping on the Patriots to win the AFC East because why not? Why not? <laughs> why not?
0: Just like Drew last last week with a uh, maybe as his reasoning. Anybody who's been watching the
2: NFL this year (laughs) can come up with reasons and understands reasons. Anybody who's listening to this podcast knows why the Patriots are a good team, knows why they're a complete team. I've explained it already. Um, And I guess the question is kind of like, what do you think? Because like to me, the Chiefs have the better offense. The Patriots have the better defense. Which do you give more weight to? That's, right. that's the question you have to answer.
0: Let's move on to the NFC because the NFC, it's a much clearer picture at the top. We pretty much know these four teams are going to make it. And the L.A. Rams, we're not going to talk about, it, but they're a five seed. Very confident that they're going to be in the playoffs as well. Though this Arizona-L.A. matchup next week on Monday Night Football is going to be glorious. But, Shay, for the shot, I'm going to go to you first. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Green Bay Packers, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Dallas Cowboys. Mary fuck, kill those four division leaders.
1: Okay, well, I'll start with my kill first. It shouldn't be a big surprise I am killing. Not the Arizona Cardinals. I will not kill them. I've I've been too hard on them this year. And uh, I will kill the Dallas Cowboys. I will. And uh, Mike McCarthy uh, in January, not a recipe uh, that I want. Um, And it's funny because all this preseason stuff we had about the Washington football team, how terrible they were to start the season. You know, they're going to have a strange opportunity here to win their division yeah, I know. They, have, they, they have they have all division games in front of them they're two games back uh i think they technically maybe not quite but they're pretty close to controlling their destiny i don't think they're gonna get there in the end i think the cowboys will win that division but um i just think that team is way overrated way too inconsistent for me uh so i'll start with a kill who am i effing Mm-mm-mm-mm. well this is tough these are three I mean, these are three very, very attractive human beings, whatever entity, you know, you want to, uh, what appeals to your senses? Um, I am going to, uh, have intercourse with man, the green Bay Packers, Tony. Yes, I said it because a, they are going to lead me to our winner's league victory. Uh, and, and and, well, listen, a team has been awesome all year. Rodgers uh, definitely is playing with a chip on his shoulder. I think they get healthy off the bye. And uh, I think they're fun. I think they're a fun team. I really do. And then I got to marry between Kyler and Cliff or the GOAT. I mean, come on. Yeah. I got to marry the GOAT. I got to marry the defending Super Bowl champs. And uh, if I had to put money on who's coming out of the NFC right now, it would probably be the Bucks, just because it's just Brady proved it last year. Good luck beating him in January. Yep. It a very
0: tough out. Well, the Bucks are the favorite at plus 275. Yep. They do play Buffalo, uh, and that's going to be an interesting game to determine who gets home seeds in the playoffs and who has to travel for that NFC championship, although it didn't matter last year, to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I will say, Drew, the Washington football team is plus 750 to win that division. So if you think they got a chance, do you think they got a chance? Mm. Old Ron Rivera and Taylor Heineke. Dangles, Tampa, Green Bay, Arizona, and Dallas. Marry, fuck, kill.
2: Marrying the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are the best team in the NFC East. And until I see otherwise from Tom Brady, I'm going to keep going with him. Uh, I am screwing your Green Bay Packers, Tony. Uh, I, I, I You know, coming back from the bye here, sounds to me like there could be a few key chess pieces coming back onto the board. I think I read that Matt LaFleur said who Jair's coming back, potentially Bakhtiari. There's one other name uh, that I think Zedarius he mentioned. Zadarius Zadarius, who are, are all three all pros. At, Not just three, three players,
0: three all pros.
2: And at three different important position groups as well. So that's a huge, huge help. If indeed all three of those men make it back onto the team. I mean, guys, you know, Matt LaFleur's record is, 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 you know, almost spotless here. He's, he's got two 13 and three seasons. He's working on a, a nine and three one here. Um, I think the Packers again are another team to beat. And as much as I, I, I want to see him fail because he's an idiot, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. And He's going to be good, and he's going to lead his team. And I think I probably also have to kill the Dallas Cowboys here. I got to leave my my uh, my Arizona Cardinals off the board here, just given the circumstances. But I agree with you, Drew. Mike McCarthy in January is not is not something I want to be betting on. This team is skidding right now, and I just you know looking at these other teams, I think the other three teams we're talking about are just they are all better. Even though the Arizona Cardinals do stink of the nineteen ninety eight Minnesota Vikings to me. Great in the regular season, can't get it done in the playoffs. That team went fifteen and one. That Viking
0: uh did you know dangles that matt lafleur in three years of coaching has one less loss than dan campbell does in one year (laughs) of coaching uh I have to say, Daniel, Some other rosters. I'm, I'm marrying uh, the Green Bay Packers, obviously, the three All-Pros coming back, Aaron's last dance, last chance. It's all shaping up to a wonderful January, hopefully make it to February for the first time. They're plus 330 to win that conference. I think it's a, a it's a necessity for them to get the one seed, and I think they will with the, the slate of uh, finishing games that they have. They do play Baltimore by the way. So if you think Baltimore is going to fall, so that'll be a game that Green Bay will need to win to prove that theory right. I can't get over. I understand the stupidity. I understand Mike McCarthy, Mojo, Mike, but I cannot get over on paper the talent that Dallas has on both sides of the field. So that's why they are my fuck in this, in this division. We, uh, we will know exactly what Dallas is after this slate of games where they play their division over and over again. And they need to beat them all up to prove to me that they're deserving of my fuck here. But they have Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup coming off the edge. Even if Zeke's hurt, Tony Pollard is one of the better running backs in the league. And Dalton Schultz has proven that he can run the routes and play a, a, play a solid tight end, his injury notwithstanding. And that offensive line is healthy. They can beat anybody up in the world. On the other side, the question has always been their defense, but Micah Parsons and now DeMarcus coming back on the other side, that pass rush is amazing. They do very well well against the run, and their cornerbacks can leave a lot to be desired, but they're making enough plays in the turnover department to win games for them. I think Dallas is one of the toughest outs in the league right now in either conference. I do not want to play them as a Green Bay Packer fan right now in the playoffs because of what they can bring to the table. Do I think they can fuck it all over with a stupid clock management thing at the end? Absolutely. Absolutely. But what going on looks alone when we're talking about one night stands here in Dallas to me is the sexiest team out of the bunch. I do love Tampa Bay. I don't love the Arizona Cardinals still. I think they're a luck box as well. Listen, Kyla Murray beat up the Chicago Bears. They covered against the spread, but Andy Dalton threw four interceptions in that game and gave Kyla Murray less than 30 yards to score on each of those interceptions. If that game is played against a competent team, even a mid-level, even if it's the Detroit Lions, which we will see, soon. Even if it's the Detroit Lions, I think Arizona is in a much tighter game against that team. That team is not the team that was uh, undefeated for so long at the beginning of the season. They have come back down to earth, and they have yet to be shown that they can lose these games. I don't think they finish with two losses. I don't think they finish in the one seed. They've been proving me wrong all year, obviously, but I still don't believe in the Arizona Cardinals. They are my kill in the division lead here, and they are the th- the third worst uh, odds to win the NFC at plus 400, Dallas at plus 500. Shay for the Sharp, TB is plus 275, Green Bay plus 330, Arizona plus 400, Dallas plus 500. Do any of those entice you? I know you said marry Tampa Bay, but you're a Sharp, you're an odds man yourself. Are you staying away from those numbers or do you like anyone to dive in?
1: No, because I, I, I believe looking at these odds, I think it's got to be Tampa, or Green Bay, uh, more than likely. I mean, are the Rams worth a shot at plus seven fifty? Maybe, uh, maybe. <laughs> you know, I, I, I they, they really haven't proven. You know, the staff unfortunately hasn't really proven he can beat anyone that's worth uh, really anything no. <laughs> um, this year. So I think you're better off letting the season ride out. Obviously, when the playoffs start, I think both the Tampa Bay uh, Bucks and Green Bay Packers will probably be slightly plus money. I'd rather wait to see the draw than, than, than bet on the smaller odds right now. I will say, Tony, you've been hiring in your Indianapolis Colts uh, for a couple of weeks here, and for them to win the AFC, for a team that's built to play outdoors with Jonathan Taylor with a good defense, their odds to win the AFC are plus 2,200. Now, I think that might be worth a pizza bet just because if there's any team that can travel in January it's Indianapolis Colts. Did you say so did you just a-, a
2: dome team is built to play in January? I just want to make sure I'm hearing yeah, you right. Because they,
1: okay. Because they, just because of the Jonathan Taylor and that and that sturdy defense. And that, yes, I'm aware they play in a dome. Okay. Um, but I do think they
0: are also that, quarterbacked by Carson Wentz, who's having a good year, not yeah, turning the ball hey, over, but he's still but,
1: Carson but Wentz. He's
2: on toothpicks for
1: ankles right now. But remember, <laughs> Old Man Rivers went into Buffalo when the Bills were the best team in football last year, and the Colts gave him all they wanted, yep. um, all they wanted. So that'd be the only thing I'd be worth. Maybe a little pizza
0: bet on. No love for uh the San Fran forty nine is a plus eighteen hundred, Drew.
2: Not after that pathetic showing against the Seahawks this weekend.
0: Oh, my God. All right, that is it for some Mary Fuck Kills of some Super Bowl favorites. I love that Drew gave out Indy plus 2,200 there. There's a couple of AFC teams. I mean, even like a Cincinnati or LAC could get hot real fast and, and shock the world here. But Indy's a very scary team come playoff time. We'll be talking about playoffs for the rest of the season. There's still five weeks of football left to play. There's still bets to win. But it's time to get some help. It's time to talk about our losses a little bit, air our grievances, so to speak. Festivus for the rest of us. It's time to hit Dr. Dangles, and that's coming up next. Dub C to the, the G. G, West Coast, West Coast Gamblers. Gamblers.
1: Gamblers. You ready?
0: Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy.
1: Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad
2: decisions.
0: Yes.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the week. We've come here uh, uh, today to, to gather, to air some grievances, as Tony said. Festivus for the rest of us, we are coming up on the Festivus season where people we will be breaking out their polls and complaining about things in Jerry Stiller's accent. So uh, let's air some grievances here and now about our betting weekends. It's time to get real. It's time to get raw. It's time to feel our feelings. It is time for Dr. Dangles, who needs his glasses. Oh yes, here they are. I can't, can't, uh, I can't be uh, a doctor at all without gla- you know uh, a shrink without glasses that don't quite come up to the top of my face. In a football
0: so, jersey. In a
2: football jersey, because who wouldn't trust a uh, <laughs> who wouldn't trust Kronk as your therapist? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> <take> Tony Squares. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should give my answers as Gronk tonight. Um, you asked me to come to you first, so I'm guessing that you have a, a particularly pressing issue, which surprises me because I'm told that you were quite successful in your betting ventures this past weekend. So what, what, uh, what plagues you this week, Tony Squares?
0: Doctor Dangles, it's uh, it's quite the opposite. I-, I wanted you to come to me first because I-, I came after you last week. I said if we should re-up your contract, I want to pay you less. I was very angry you over did. the past you few were. weeks. And all the methods that we've tried, all the times you've given me hope, you've given me pointers, you've given me expertise and optimism, we've made sacrifices, we've done some crazy things in this segment and in your office here, and I just want to thank you personally, because you have made me grow into a better, better. And last week I went 6-1, and 5-0 and in oh King of the Coast, and I woke up today and I just, I, I mean, I see trees that are green, you know, red roses too, I see them bloom for me and you, I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day and the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, Doctor Dangles, what a wonderful world! And that's because oh, of you, my friend. Thank that you. That was
2: beautiful, Tony. I, 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 did you write that? That sounded original.
0: Yeah, I wrote that myself. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I, that's great. I, that's I, I, I'm so glad to uh, to hear that. See, try, you know, you you are you're a square, right? You you run with your gut. And you trusted your gut this week. You made the bets that you felt were gonna hit, and you know there you are. So I am that nothing gives me more pleasure as a certified, um, uh, graduated, degree-holding medical professional uh, than to hear a patient, a client come in and say this really helped. So thank you, Tony Squares, Jay uh, for the sharp. What about you? What have, what have you got on your what have you got on your plate this week?
1: Well, you know, doctor, I had some prepared, but. Um... Tony Squares just blew his gambling load all over my gut. Um, So I have nothing. Oh, God.
2: All right. Uh, And with that disgusting image, I am going to call time, and we are going to move on to gravestones. West, 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 West
0: Coast Gamblers. After that rousing segment that set the record for longest segment of the entire West Coast Gambler's history, Dr. Dangles, thank you for your help. As always, a wonderful week out of you. It's now time to talk about the sad things in life. It's time to tell you yet again what team is not making the playoffs this calendar year. We are playing gravestones. We have done this all year long, each week throwing a team into the deep, dark ground and saying they're not going to make it. Each of the hosts here has now killed 11 teams. Today is the 12th team they're going to kill. Eventually, we're going to kill enough teams, so only 14 remain, and hopefully those are the 14 actual playoff teams. That's how we judge this game. Each week, though, we go in the order of how we did on the gambles the week prior. You've heard already that I was number one. I'll be going first. Dangles is second. Drew is third. That order matters, especially now that we're getting close to the end of the season, because if I kill a team in the start, Dangles and Drew cannot kill that team this week so far. We have all killed Jacksonville, Miami, and the New York Jets. Miami's making a run, though. We've also killed Detroit, the Giants, Chicago, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly's the only one that's scary there. Individually, I've killed the Vegas Raiders, the football team, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Carolina Panthers. I'm pretty sure two of those teams are in the playoffs if the season ended today. (laughs) Dangles has killed the Denver Broncos, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Seattle Seahawks, as well as the Houston Texans. Houston being the only team so far officially eliminated from the playoffs this year. So good job, Dangles. Drew, you've also killed the Houston Texans, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the football team, and Russ Wilson's Seahawks. But the chapel doors are open, the bell is ringing. The bell is tolling. I don't know what I ever say in this section of the podcast. The and priest tolling. is calling us in. It is time to bow our heads, make it to our pew, and the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I don't even know if I said that correctly anymore. That's how long it's been since I've been in a chapel. So. It's time to go and play Gravestones. know when you when you come forth to an altar such as this you should leave all transgressions to the side and leave your emotions out of it but today I am unable to do so because as you've heard I went six and one last week and that one is grinding my gears the Denver Broncos very well could at 6-6 six and six make a run and make the playoffs in the end with that feisty young defense and Javante Williams having a great running game, but I cannot commit to the Denver Broncos because I want to take each and every one of those 53 uniform players and put them into the ground myself. It is time for Denver to go home. You are not making the playoffs and John Elway once again is looking for the quarterback of the future for that Bronco franchise. Good night, Denver.
2: You know, one of the things that I always look for in teams that I am prognosticating will make uh, the playoffs and will go on runs is consistency. And not just consistency on the field in the way that you play, but consistency in team makeup, consistency in coaching staff. Firing your offensive coordinator halfway through the season (laughs) is not a good thing for a team shooting to make the playoffs. And for a team that has a good defense, but that is not enough to make up for a revolving door at quarterback, a litany of injuries, and poor offensive line play, it's just not quite enough that defense to propel them into the playoffs. Even with the return of the long-lost prodigal son, Cam Newton, the Carolina Panthers just don't have it this year. So I am sorry, Charlotte. I am sorry, Thomas Jones Wortham and senior NBA correspondent. The Carolina Panthers just didn't put it together this year. They will not be making the playoffs in 2021. Good night, sweet kitties.
1: (laughs) Wow. Consider me flabbergasted. And this team was not mentioned in the beautiful eulogies before me, but a wise man once told me, <clears throat> I don't know if this quote's exactly right, so bear with me if you lose to the windless lions in December, <laughs> you're fucked. And uh, Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer, that marriage is ending and uh front of the pod Vikings fan that will go in name this eulogy certainly scurrying around Hollywood very very sad after that Sunday night the Lions, the Motor City Kitties take down the purple butthole eaters Minnesota Skull
0: and with that let's quit joshing around That is the end of Gravestones. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. And that is it for the Tuesday show, the recap show of what was. It is now time to look towards the future. On Thursday, we'll be coming out with more gambles, each one of the hosts on this show won their king of the coast or had a winning record for their king of the coast bets i've taken a huge lead in that contest though and they're gonna to have to do a lot to catch up to me but we're getting hot at the end of the season here we're starting to figure this thing out and i'm excited to see the future some great games on the slate but that's it for today congrats to your lions drew congrats to your wolverines. Thank you wolverines congrats to your Thank patriots you. dangles it's time Woo. for the real nfl team to come back off the bye the packers are playing the bears Oh, man. On
2: Sunday night? How did, we get the, how did we get this as a Sunday night game? I understand the rivalry, but, like, come Nobody on. Nobody knows.
0: <laughs> Nobody knows. I hope to God it's Andy Dalton. Oh, I hope to God it's Andy Dalton. But that's it for the West Coast Gamblers. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston. We are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And as always, thank you for listening up C to the G, West Coast, West Coast gamblers. gamblers.
2: Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get
1: ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us.
2: Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at Pass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.